We're rolling. Rolling. Okay. What's up? Yeah, we're, yeah we're rolling. We are. Okay, we're rolling. Cool. I brought clips and yeah. I brought articles. You want to give the audience a little sample? A little taste of the clips? Just, just one of them. Hey, man, you suck! That's the that's the one that I've been practicing with from the from the beginning of this. But then I have one that's set up for whenever we get into controversial topics. Yeah. So once we pick one up, we'll get into that. And a lot of them are just ISOs, but um, yeah. Let me get to the the clip section so I can bring up something that I wanted to speak to you specifically on a few things. Remember, everything that goes to the iPod goes to the soundboard. Yeah, hopefully it's it's okay. It doesn't make any noise or anything. Yeah, hopefully. I, oh, I should turn on Do Not Disturb. Oh, it's on. Okay. Cool. Do I have my accounts? There they are. Logging in. This is going to take just a second. Because iPad. How was your week? It's been a week since last It's time. been a week. Today yeah. was actually awesome. So we were tasked to build a garage in Loon Lake. It's like an hour and 10 minutes. No, no. 45 minutes away from where I live. Which direction? North, south, east? Towards Airway Heights. Hmm. So from yeah. where I am, that's west, right. I believe. Yeah, west and then south a little bit. And man, we did... <laughs> We did some some work today. I was actually pretty happy with how much we did. We had a garage. It was like 4,000 square foot. And we framed it, sheeted it, and braced it all in one day. It was pretty awesome. It's a big garage. It was a big garage. I was happy about it. And I logged into the wrong account. It's just the best. I love it. Yeah. 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 I apologize. This is going to take just a second. Yeah, my... Oh. What? Do you want to? Yeah, yeah, you can't really hear it. You sure? Unless you want to. Yeah, just in case. Just in case. Yeah, it'll. It's next to our setup right now. I mean, we're taking, we're already taking a break for this thing because yeah. I decided to go crazy with the stuff. Thing is we can't forget to. Uh, to plug it back in. Plug it back yeah, in. I know. Last time we unplugged it before we started, and we did not. We didn't plug it back in, so I had to call someone to hopefully have them come in. And plug it back in. Luckily, they were around the corner. But it was the next day, so we threw away some stuff. And that's just the way the world... Oh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Exactly. Okay. There's a few stuff. All right, let's get started then. I want to save the most controversial thing for last, but only because the news article made it sound controversial. It's actually not that controversial at all. Is it like clickbait, the title, or what? Um, Yeah. Okay, we'll, 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 get, we'll get to that. Yeah. So, first thing, yeah. I actually want to skip over this the first, the very first one that I have in the article. It'll, I'll leave it there, but I don't really want to talk about it because I don't have much to say. It's on the G7 summit that mm-hmm. the world leaders the go top, to. Uh, seven economies of the world meet up and yeah. discuss. I don't have much of an, uh, of an opinion of my own to put on there, but I did read about it. And in the uh, article, it talks about how they were pretty, um, what would you call it? condemning of china and the way that they run the policies that they run and a lot of the communist practices they have but then that was a very short part of the actual summit and the rest was talking about building back better in a green and feminine way okay it was so strange because i can't remember that boris johnson yeah he was talking about how we need to build back greener build back better build back stronger build back more resilient more equitable more uh what's the word i think he said equitable and then right after that with more equality and then right after that he says more feminine and i was like where's the equality 
And I get it that I'm still sounding like that guy who's still upset about, you know, oh, well, why do you talk only about women? I'm just bringing it up because it sounded funny the way he said it. But I'm not going to talk about that first. First thing I want to talk about is Facebook now is implementing a new AI to scan text and images and swap it out. As in like posts? Mm-hmm. So if you have a meme, and yeah. there was a there was an article, I think last year or the year before, about Facebook being the meme police and trying to take down memes that didn't agree with their point of view, their political worldview. And obviously this is from like a right website that always makes things political on like, oh, they're coming against us. But that was kind of yeah. the way they positioned it anyway. But this is now they're starting to roll it out. And they're rolling it out as an idea of, okay, we'll just help you put better text on your photos if you want to enroll. And it's also going to run in the background on a few things. The person in this article actually says, where was it? It says right here. While at first glance, this AI model seems like a cool and efficient way to copy and replace text, it also shouldn't be seen as just an innocent tool. One of the first things that I thought of, for instance, is how Textile Brush, that's the name of the AI service, yeah. could be used to trick others or even commit crimes. Ooh. Ooh. In what way? I don't know. I mean, I don't know what kind of crimes it could commit other than incitement to violence through a picture. But I don't know who's started a riot so, because of a picture. This AI, right? Mm-hmm. What does it do? It, it finds text and images and replaces it. With what? Whatever Facebook deems necessary. Now, this is an AI, so it's it's constantly learning. It could replace it with something that sounds more appropriate as far as the verbiage. And as it like could also grammar and like spell check and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Or let's say that one of the font styles don't uh, appear uh, nice enough. Like they're not appealing enough. It's not aesthetic enough. They can swap it out for a nicer text style. And that's the idea behind it. Now, it says... It, it's, it talks about it in the article, and I'll have it linked. I have pretty much everything in here linked uh, on the show notes. But the idea is that Facebook will be able so – I need to go with a little bit more backstory. You know that Facebook has a shadow banning system, right? Right. Where they will – you'll appear to have posted things, and you'll appear to have traction and attention and eyes on that thing that you posted – but they block it from most viewers and almost everyone in those numbers can actually be artificially inflated just to give you the feeling of actually reaching an audience. That's what I believe they're going to do with this, where your post that you and your followers see will resemble what you want it to say, but then it can be a different view for people that they don't want it to, that they don't want to see that specific photo. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm saying it in a very strange way, in a roundabout way. They're going to change the photo where you can't tell there was an edit, but other people that they want to see the edit will see it. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing with private companies mm-hmm. where like they claim to be. Oh, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Apple, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all these social media companies. The major ones. They're all private companies. Yes. But if they want to advertise themselves as a free speech platform, mm-hmm. they have to be supporters of that. They can't like, you know, they can't just they, say, they, it they can't say we're through. promoters of all free speech. Yeah. And I don't think they do because they do have rules and regulations of what you can and you can't say. Yeah. They have their own rules. And the only argument I hear on any side is that the rules change often. Yeah. The terms and conditions or whatever. Yes. This is an argument for an open or what's called the Fediverse. And the Fediverse is a federated list of Mastodon instances instances, or Pleroma instances or whatever instance that federates. And these are social networks that you can create yourself. I've created one. It's not successful. I'm the only member, but I've created one. 
and you can just federate. And what that is, is it's a social network that can't be taken down and doesn't have moderators. So you'll see the skinheads, you'll see the people that do things that you don't like and say things you don't like. But the great thing is, just like on Facebook, there's a block button. <laughs> there's a button where you can block people you don't want to hear from. I mean, it's the way of the future because it's open. Right. There's no private platform. It's you say what you want. We're not going to moderate this. And if the one that you're on starts to monitor, uh, starts to uh, monitor and decide to take things down, you can just leave and start your own or start another one. Yeah, sure, things will be taken away, but it's like Crimea River. Find something else. Mm-hmm. Create your own, so you'll never get kicked off again. It's as simple as that. Yeah, the whole thing with like Trump being banned from Trump being banned from Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump being banned from Twitter was. I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. It's fine. We could live without Trump for a few weeks on Twitter. Yeah, but it's, if anything, it's spiteful. Because here's the thing. When I see people being banned from Twitter mm-hmm. or being canceled, yes. you're not changing their mind. No. When you cancel someone and when you like call someone out in front of everybody and you make it like a huge news story, you're only cementing them th- those people in their own beliefs. It's like right? a digital martyrdom. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that's not how you change a person is by canceling them on the internet. No, and this is actually a thing that's thrown into the into the fray. I don't even know if I'm using that phrase properly, but it's thrown out there constantly that what you should do is not cancel someone or shut them down for their opinions, but communicate with them and make everyone else understand right. why their opinion is flawed. And I can, yeah. Uh, another thing is we're talking about like. How to change a person is to converse with them and yes. actually connect with them. Uh, there's this really good thing that you can link in the podcast. I'll do there's it. There's this man named Daryl Davis. I don't know if you've heard of him. I don't think I have, no. Uh, D-A-R-Y-L Davis. He's this uh, black man, right? Mm-hmm. And he's helped, uh, I wouldn't say convert, but he goes to KKK rallies. He talks to them. I've seen the link to yeah. the video. I just never clicked on it. It's a very good video. Okay. And I'll like he's that. helped like he becomes like friends with them. He becomes close, right? Okay. Because the whole thing with the KKK is that like we hate black people. Yes. But when you have like a black person that's nice to you and converses with you, that throws like a wrench in your argument. Yes. And he's helped over like 200 people like step away from that organization, which is a good thing. And I'll link it. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to watch it too because I like these things. There's a... There's another one, um, a podcast that I like to listen to called The um, Mo Facts Show with Adam Curry. Very great one. I actually have an audio clip that I might even play in this one just so you can hear a part of it. But it's it's a guy named Mo. I don't even know his last name. They just call him Facts. You know, it's not his last name. Right. But his name's Mo, and then there's Adam Curry. And they have it's black guy and white guy, and they have a strong conversation on very controversial topics like it gets into like race and what names are being called and all sorts of things. But the whole point is that Malcolm X had a saying, I think it was Malcolm X where he, and it's quoted a lot in the podcast where if you can't have a conversation between a white guy and a black guy or anyone really, but to have a conv- a civic conversation where you bring out, how was it? If you can't, I'm going to butcher it, but if you can't respect each other enough to have a conversation, you'll never be able to bring out what's under the rug on top of the table to have a real conversation right. about what's there. So the whole point is to humanize people and to have those conversations. How did we get to the to race topic, though? We went from Facebook censoring and how censoring is not like 
helping people change. Yeah. And the thing that helps people change is changing conversations. And I did the example of and then Dale Darryl, Davis. Daryl Davis. I'm going to link him and I'm going to watch that because if I had known him, I would be able to round about this thing again. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch it on YouTube. I'll do that after this. But yes, that was that was the part of the article that I thought was kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I like it. I like that. I like that because Facebook is very naive in what they think they can control, especially as far as uh, AI is concerned. Because what was it? Two years ago, I think it was. No, I think it was 2018. They released an AI that started its own language mm -hmm. that Facebook couldn't understand and started conversing with itself and with other AIs in Facebook's thing until Facebook just pulled the plug on the server that was housing that AI because they couldn't stop it. And I was like, well, what was it saying? They don't know to this day because it started creating its own language. And I was like, what in the world? You have no control over this. And then now they're like, hey, we're just going to release an AI that changes text on photos and see what happens. Well, when you say AI, like there's not a full story behind that. AI could be anything from like, yeah, a, a chess solving game AI bot, or like an AI that with a specific task or a very l large task. And this sounds like it's a huge, like it's, it's a, yeah, it's a big project, but mm -hmm. it's got a specific goal. And yeah. the specific goal is to change text and photos. So that being the goal, obviously there's been a training algorithm put into it to where they say, Hey, how are we going to train this? Are we going to train it to change text that we don't agree with is it going to have a political worldview is it going to have anything else that's all baked in code is baked it has biases baked in based on the person coding it or the group coding it or whoever that's involved with it the type of data you feed it can give it a bias so anything can get in there that's why you have to try and be as unbiased as possible when you're programming when you're feeding the ai it's it's learning material anything and this one i don't know what they fed it no one knows what they fed it and facebook isn't going to give that information out what what does it need to and it, right. even if it did that's petabytes of photo data what are you going to do with that you're going to go through every single photo on your mac just click through it doesn't make sense it's just kind of funny that they think it says facebook acknowledges that deep fake text attacks are a problem and it hoped that by openly publishing its research on textile brush it could encourage new research and preempt these attacks now they say they made it open source, which is great. That's a, a very helpful tactic to let people know that, hey, you're being as open as possible. But even then, if you're launching it, even if it's open source, you're launching it. So whether someone looks at it and says, hey, there's a bug here, doesn't mean that you're going to make the change implemented as soon as you, you notice that. You're going to get some data first, and then you're going to make the change if you feel it's necessary. Right. So it's still kind of like, what are you going to do? Yeah. I don't know. I've... I've never had a Facebook account. I have. No, I don't think I'll ever get one. It's not necessary. Maybe I'll just either. say it that yeah. way. It's not It's not necessary. I don't have to go into it more than that. I mean, it's it's fun to have. I mean, most people I know, they just have it because their work has like a Facebook form or whatever it's called. It's starting to not be as popular as it was. Yeah. And I thought that I should... I use Christopher's account. You know, Christopher. Mm -hmm. I use Christopher's account as... Uh, Facebook Marketplace. I thought Facebook Marketplace was going to be a lot better than it was. It's not. I was like, man, there's going to be less ads. OfferUp has crazy amounts of ads. And like you're scrolling through and you see something you're like, that's what I want. You click it real quick. It's eBay. I'm like, I thought you were OfferUp. That's why you go to Craigslist. You got to try it in true. Yeah. Craigslist and eBay. But Craigslist doesn't have everything. So I should go to eBay instead. All the old people sell their stuff on Craigslist. I got kicked off of eBay. 
For what? I started a seller account and I didn't pay my dues. Yeah. And they kicked me off completely. I thought they would just cancel the seller account, which is normal. That makes sense. But I actually made a few sales, some good ones too. And I was like, man, this stuff is never going to sell. It sold quickly too. I was like, man, this is great. eBay's awesome. And then I ran out of things to sell. And I was like, I forgot about it. A month passes by. It's like, you didn't pay your dues. Your account is canceled. I was like, okay, that's fine. I can't sell anymore. I'll pay my dues and reopen it. No, it's canceled. I don't know how to open it again. There might be like an interest that was grazed on my negative dues or something. Right. I'll just open it with a new email. That'll solve that. Anyway, moving on. Okay. There's, you know what? I'm going to go to the controversial topic. Okay, let's just do that. I'm just going to go to the controversial topic. We don't, know how, we don't know how much time we have left. Yeah, we don't yeah. know. It's, yeah. Well, here's, here is something that will play us into that. If you can hear it, awesome. If not, it's going to have like a 15 second delay. Ready? Yeah. Some viewers may find the following disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. There we go. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're in like a, you know, bad boys cop documentary or yes. something? Yes. This is the part where viewer discretion is advised. Futurism magazine. I don't know if they're left-leaning, but okay. they have a slant in the article. And in the article, it talks about Arizona is going to gas inmates that are on death row. How do you feel about the, uh, the death penalty? Capital punishment. In general? In general. In general. I think uh, there's humane ways to kill people and there's inhumane ways to kill people. That's where the and article goes. a very... Uh, the death penalty has a very rough history in the U.S. Mm -hmm. where there's been a lot of mistakes of like wrong people dying. And currently there's a lot of wrong ways of killing people yeah. that have committed crimes. Like there's a thing with... Uh, inmates choosing to for a firing squad instead of like dying by lethal injection it's in the article it's, in the article it's not like a hundred percent in the article but because i'm not i don't bring up all of that but i'm going into like the article has a slant against gassing right because it has a negative connotation to it but i want to bring up the positive side to the gassing Okay, well, first off, what do we mean by gassing? Gassing. Using lethal gas to kill people. So we're putting them in a room, locking them in the room, and just gassing them. Essentially. But it's not like, hey, just real quickly rough them into a room, lock it behind them while they're screaming, let me out. It's like everybody knows what's going to happen. It's signed, You know the same way that they're going to they put you on a stretcher yeah. and strap you down when they're giving you lethal injection. It's the same thing, but the doctors aren't in the room. Right. They'll put you in there. They'll get you ready. You know you have last rites given to you. It's the same thing. It's just gassed. Now, let me read to you the article so I can show okay. you where I'm going. I have, I have a method to this kind of madness. Quote it. Okay. Arizona is planning to execute death row inmates using an old gas chamber again. <laughs> Despite criticisms that the method of execution is excessively cruel and brutal. Keep in mind that that's how they open the article. That it's excessively cruel and brutal. Okay. Opens you up. Okay. State has refurbished the old gas chamber to ensure its operability, according to PBS. Correctional facilities say that it will allow prisoners on death row to choose the gas chamber if they were sentenced to be executed before Arizona adopted the lethal injection in 1992. So you have the choice. Between lethal injection and gas? I submit to you they will choose gas. I submit to you they'll okay. choose gas. Continue. And I'll explain why. Okay. The last person to be executed by gas chamber in the U.S. was executed in 1999 in Arizona. And then there's a link to that article right there. I have that in the notes. The article continues, and I, this is my quote about what the article continues to do. You can read the whole thing if you want, but I'm going to summarize. The article continues to make a comparison to Nazi Germany 
and how inhumane the practice is, but I think this is a much more humane practice than using the cocktails that pharmaceutical companies seem to be holding hostage, because they are. It's very hard to get a hold of these these uh, lethal injection cocktails. Very hard. And they're not very effective. Right. The article itself points out that lethal injection can cause incredibly painful situations where 15 doses had to be given and still cause an inmate to suffer for two hours before giving up the ghost. I think there's no one that disagrees that lethal injection is very flawed. Yeah. And not, you know. But I don't know about gas chamber. Like, how quickly do they pass out? Are you ready to hear this? Yeah. Are you ready? Okay. 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 Let me continue i'm sorry one more one more okay. the last prisoner to be executed in arizona gasped for air and this is from the article gasped for air and snorted for two hours as he was injected with 15 doses of that drug of lethal injection yes okay 15 okay whereas using hcn which is hydrogen cyanide finishes the finishes the job in one minute okay okay now okay well they're being gassed so it's got to be painful wrong wrong Okay, hydrogen cyanide concentration of 2,000 parts per million sounds high, but it's not really because we're talking about parts per million. And even yeah. then, even then, will kill a human in about one minute. That's what the Wikipedia article says. And you can go into the science behind it. I checked the source that has this thing because Wikipedia can be edited by anyone. That's fine. You can check the articles and the sources. Mm -hmm. And I did. It causes the receiver of the product to pass out before death. Okay. So you're unconscious and you die. You pass out, no pain. You just like lose consciousness and you die. What's inhumane? There's nothing inhumane about this. This is the most some, humane some way to do say it. That the inhumane part is dying. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one. I like that one. That's actually hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, in terms of like death penalty, mm -hmm. I'm it's fine. Yeah, but the stages to get to that point. As in convicting a prisoner, knowing 100% sure, all that stuff. That's not re referenced in the article. No, 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 no. None but, of that's talked about in the article. It's just talking about what happens whenever you're sentenced. We don't talk about whether the person's actually guilty or whether all the proper detective work has been yeah, done or any like, of that. Talking about people who are 100% sure that they're guilty of what they're doing. Yes. And that they deserve the death penalty because mm -hmm. there's people that do. Yes. Like when you murder people. It's kind of like... I don't know how many years in the facility is going to fix you. It's not going to fix you. Mm -mm. Because we could get into the prison system after this, but like... We can get into that after this, yeah. Uh, what, did I, what did I want to say? It's like, yeah, I agree. It's better than lethal ejection. 100%. 100%. 100%. The article was Probably trying... even better than electrocution. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the electric chair has been unsuccessful multiple times where they mm -hmm. had to go a second round and then they had to put a saltwater towel on top to try and make the current go through them even farther. And right. even that was unsuccessful where it was just skin falling off. And it's like, what are we doing here? Gas them. It sounds stab bad. Him the, stab them in the belly. I know. <laughs> it sounds bad. But then you think about it. It's Wait. like this is the most humane way. Yeah. Because it's not like you feel pain when you pass out from this gas. That's not mentioned anywhere in any of these articles. Cyanide, it's so horrible. It sounds like a terrible d thing. It's like, yeah, it well, sounds there's terrible, negative connotations to every single word. Definitely. Gas chamber, you immediately think of Nazi Germany. Lethal and that injection? Was well, yeah. The way I say this it makes me sound like I'm like a Holocaust denier or something. No. It was horrible. Yes. There's no doubt about it. 100%. But it wasn't horrible because of the method of death. It was horrible because of the death. It was because of the death, because innocent people, millions of innocent people yes. were being killed. Would it, have been, would it have been different if we said that they all got gunned down? No. 
it still would have been multiple, like millions they, of deaths. There were millions of people gunned down. Yes. But we're so, talking about innocent lives versus people who are convicted for the death penalty. Yes, in this situation. Yeah. yeah. In Nazi Germany, no matter who died or how they died, it was still wrongful. The Holocaust. Still a Holocaust. Yeah. So there, that's settled. That's fine. But in this situation, the gas chamber brings up thoughts of Holocaust. Push that out of your brain for mm-hmm. right now because plenty, even in America, we use gas chamber for a long time. We're using it again because it is the most humane way to do it. And we don't, there's no shortage of hydrogen cyanide. There isn't a shortage of it. We're actually, you can find these in nuts. I mean, like, there's a lot of foods have, like, if, I have, I have a sound. sound for that. I have a sound for that. I'm sorry. I have to just for the, just for okay. kicks and giggles. Find it. Okay. It's right here. Are you, are you ready to hear this? Yeah. Love that guy's nuts. Yeah, that's good. And nuts. <laughs> but like a lot of the foods we eat, they all have poisons that if you eat a lot of them, like apple seeds. I don't know if you knew this. But I forget what the name is. But if you eat a lot of apple seeds. That might be the hydrogen cyanide. Yeah. There's cyanide in like seeds of They mentioned but... apricot seeds and a few other seeds. So it might be yeah. that from there. You eat a lot of them, you're going to die. I mean, but it's probably from that where there's no shortage of this gas. Mm-hmm. That's the point here. There's a shortage of lethal injection serum. And it's ineffective in most situations. So, And it, even when it is effective, it's not without pain. And it's not without five hours of suffering. If we're talking about humane, being humane, that's the whole point of this. If we're talking about being humane, this is the most humane way to go, as far as I can see it. There is a way to do something that's 100% painless, but that requires <laughs> that requires a very miniature explosive to be set off in between both lobes of the brain. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's completely unnecessary. There's no way that we're going to ma- manufacture miniature explosives to go off in people's brains to cause a completely painless, very instantaneous death when gases are available right there. Right. You have to do open brain surgery and hopefully they survive through that. Like, you're already unconscious. Why not just gas him while he's there? <laughs> it just, it sounds horrible. I, I get know, it. But yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's I, just... I... So the article was arguing against or for? Against the gassing and for lethal injection as to say, hey, let's not do the gassing and let's do the lethal injection. Here's the thing. I don't think that's political. It's not political. No, I think it's... It's personal bias. Personal, like, preference. Preference. Quote, unquote, preference. Because, like, what do we know about how death feels like? Exactly. But we know for a fact that lethal injection has mistakes, has flaws, Mm -hmm. and it, it is painful. I think it kind of uh, bolsters faith in pharmaceutical industries a little bit more than it would in something else. Now, I'm not saying that pharmaceuticals wouldn't make the same gas, because I think they do. I think they still manufactured the hydrogen cyanide gas. But which one is more expensive, one that's readily available in nuts of fruits or one that's manufactured in some unknown concoction? I mean, yeah. Uh, we should do like a controversial topic every every time viewer discretion is advised we have the section for it yes we're gonna do it yeah yeah if you want to get out of this one that's fine we can it's just like that i just wanted to bring that up because i saw it i'm trying to find more news sources to find some things and even then you know i can do that too you should and you this is kind of introduction to having you do the same thing i wanted to send you say hey find some links and bring them to the show but i want you to get audio clips as well so we can play those because i have one that i want to send next to this and this one we're just going to segue slowly into it, but yes, okay. bring some articles and some, if you I, can, if you have a way to do it on your phone, on iPhones, I have a really easy way to do it. And if you have any kind of iPhone laying around, I can send it to you. It's just super simple. Okay. But we're going to segue into this next one. You ready? Mm-hmm. Someone else who's behind you also screaming uh, could catch that loogie. 
Now, the question in my mind is, if that's true, why does the testing have to involve going up the nose and down the throat <laughs> when your mouth is obviously filled with COVID viruses or you wouldn't need these rules? <laughs> okay. Okay. COVID? COVID. This is something that I asked my family a while ago because everyone said, let's get tested. Mm -hmm. There's multiple reasons for them to want to get tested. My sister-in-law runs a uh, assisted living home, so she has a lot of elderly in there. And assisted living homes in New York got all the press because of issues. We'll just say issues. But the whole point is everyone wants to get tested when, if you look at it, PCR tests are ineffective. They're effective, but they're not being used properly. The inventor of the PCR test, I have his name written down in here. I'll have to find it, and I'll probably bring it on the next show. He said, and it's on record. You can watch You can watch the video. I have the, the voice recording, and I'll bring that the next show too. He said with his own mouth, do not use PCR tests to find any kind of coronavirus because SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19 is just a, a, a form of, yeah. COVID, of, of uh, coronavirus. He says, don't use it for that. You'll be able to find it. You'll be able to find HIV on someone who doesn't have it as active in their body. If you use the PCR test improperly, and if you use it properly, so-called. Yes. So how do you use it properly? The polymer change reaction test has a cycle threshold. Now, I don't know all the science behind this. I just mm-hmm. know that there's that's what it's called. And I understand that part, that there is a cycle threshold. You have to run it, spin it through so many cycles, like you're spinning through, let's say, a dryer. No, let's just say. I know what it's called. It's a polymer chain reaction cycle. The, the thing that you spin through, it's called... The, it's not the centrifuge. It's actually different. There's a whole... Not- you know, it's a, a heating and cooling stage of wow. the bacteria within the DNA okay. or the, the, excuse me, the viruses or the viral vectors in the DNA. It's something, it's something scientific. I'll find the article. I'll bring it. The whole point is you have a cycle threshold of, I believe, 29 to 30 or, tw- or 32 cycles. Mm-hmm. That's the max that you should put anything to get as accurate of a result of what you're looking for. If you go past that, you will start finding things that aren't something you should focus on because your body is filled with millions of billions of viruses that just don't act on you You're just not expressing that virus so you're not sick what we're doing is we're running the cycle threshold and you can follow this there's actually a graph on the internet where it follows the amount of times that the cdc changed their guidance okay change the cycle threshold to 40 44 45 and then as soon as they start tracing it back down, wow, all our mask wearing is doing wonders. We're starting to see the cases drop. And it's simply because the PCR tests had the cycle threshold pushed down because now we're not catching as many viruses because now we're not seeing it because we're not scanning for it. If you're looking for it, you'll find it with a PCR test. It's not a test necessarily. Technically, it's a test technically, but it's not supposed to be used for this. And the inventor of the test says, you shouldn't do it. Anthony Fauci's a liar. <laughs> and I'll tell it to him to his face. And conveniently, he died in 2019, in December. You can, uh, let me do my own research on this. Too. You're going to have to. I'll find his name. We'll I'll send it to you. next podcast. Yes. But that's, that's um, just a little bit of, where is it? Knowledge. Knowledge. Just a little bit. I want you to know that's the issue with the PCR test. So... Where was I going with that? Yes. Um, test, 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 test. Yeah. If you're full of virus, mm-hmm. so full of virus that you can't sing because churches got shut down for singing last year. If you're so full of virus that you can't speak to other people without having your mask above your nose like they say in every restaurant. If you're so full of virus that breathing will aerosolize everything, why do we have to stick that test swab halfway down your nose and your esophagus into your middle intestines just to get a COVID swab accurately tested? 
Does it make sense? I'm just asking for a sense, like a common sense. This isn't like the most common sense because common sense isn't so common. But the whole point is, why? I just want to know the science behind it. Since we're all about science is truth, science. Everything needs to be scientific here. Why do we have such conflicting arguments there? You're full of COVID. Don't cough in my direction. You're full of COVID. Stop speaking loudly. But let me stick this thing all the way down your throat because I can't catch it from your saliva that's in your mouth. Like I said, next podcast. Yes, we're going to bring in some studies. Bring it in. I just wanted to bring that up. Because I think this might be a point of contention between us. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no, no, that's good. That's, that's good. good. That's good. We're going to have to. This is going to yeah. be good. Yes. Yeah. You'll be able to change my mind a little bit if you have your facts. And you might change my mind a bit. We're going to have to. But bring your articles, okay? Okay. I'll bring them. Do you have any other uh, subjects? I don't have any uh, viewer discretion as advised articles or really, I mean, I had um, another one on here. Excuse me for voice breakage. On getting Google to stop tracking your location because um, there's a way to do it. Without having your location on? I mean, I've heard that part too. Like, there's there's ways to do that. There's also ways to de-Google your phone, but not many people do that. And that's that's just fine. But I'm just going to leave that in the show notes. If they want to look into it, they can. I don't really need to talk much about it because it's kind of a step-by-step process. Why should I go through the steps when you can just read it? Yeah. But it will be in the article, and that's pretty much it. Do you have anything you want to add to this one? This one's going to be a little shorter because yeah, time, press for time. Uh, I mean, I have stuff in my head, but that's going to be like, it's a, it's a deep rabbit hole. We can go through it real quick and bring it up next show. Nah. You sure? Yeah. Okay, save I'll it for next keep, show then yeah, and make some notes. It. Yeah. Oh, actually, well, I can't. Not with this app. But if you want, we can uh, we can share some show notes across to just have them ready. And if you have some audio links, um, I'll, we should do a shared Google Drive where we can, you know, I can see the links ahead of time yeah. or load them into that, that thing so we can get them ready. Yeah. It's production stuff, but it's fine. They can go. Cool. Uh, nothing else to add on. Oh, wait, one more thing. One more thing. Because um, I'm not the best at talking about this, but it's from the podcast I like to listen to that introduced me to it. I'm just going to explain what value for value is. So that um, way, whenever people like, it's yes. got to be an every show thing. Because once people actually do donate, we'll be able to thank them for it, for their value contributions. But here's what value for value is. One, preserve podcasting as a platform for free speech. Two, turn it into a platform of value of which the entire ecosystem benefits. And that's it. As simple as that. Value for value. I deposit value to you in some way, shape, or form, whether it's through the articles, whether it's through my melodious voice. Yeah. Or <laughs> melodious. Or just a little bit of comedy. No! God, please, no! But it's not the best. They're just sound clips, but they're hilarious to me. I'm going to put more thought into it, like the love that guy's nuts part. It's it was hilarious. You oh, should have heard. Funny. You should have heard. It, it had nothing to do with what you think it yeah. did. The guy actually sells like bags of like peanuts, and it's just like this guy actually appreciates it, and he just said it in a way that he knew would sound terrible. So he just said it. Man, love that guy's nuts, and it just sounded great. So I thought I would clip that. But that's that's about it for me. Do you have anything else to add before we cut this out? Mm, no. Okay. Not really. That was it. A little yeah. bit shorter. Yeah. But we're done. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>